Part eleven of Eros and Psyche by Robert Bridges. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com. Eros and Psyche by Robert Bridges. Part eleven. January. But Eros, now recovered from his hurt, felt other pangs who would not relent weighing the small crime and unmatched desert of psyche with her cruel punishment and shamed he grew to be so near allied to her who by her taunts awoke his pride as his compassion by her spite unspent which aphrodite seeing waxed more firm that he should never meet with psyche more and had in thought already set the term to their communion with that trial sore which sent her forth upon a quest accursed and not to be accomplished that of thirst she there might perish on hell's torrid shore and now it chanced that she had called her son into her presence chamber to unfold psyche's destruction that her fate might stun what love remained by duty uncontrolled and he to hide his tears rebellious storm was fled when in his place another form rose neath the golden lintel and behold psyche herself in slow and balanced strain poising the crystal bowl with fearful heed her eyes at watch upon the steadied plain and whole soul gathered in the single deed onward she came and stooping to the floor set down the cup unspilled and brimming o'er at aphrodite's feet and rose up freed surprise overcame the goddess and she too stood like a statue but with passion pale till when her victim nothing spake she threw some kindness in her voice and bade her hail but in the smiling judge twas plain to see saying what water bringest thou here to me that justice over hate should not prevail then psyche said this is the biting flood of black cococtus silvered with the gleam of souls that guilty of another's blood pent therein and as they swim they scream the horned snakes of hell upon the mount enchained forever guard the livid fount and but the fates can grant to touch the stream wherefore the goddess cried tis plain that none but one i wot of could this thing have wrought that which another doth may well be done nor thou the nearer to my promise brought thou buildest on a hope to be destroyed if thou accept conditions and avoid thy parcel nor thyself accomplish aught was it not kindness in me being averse to all thy wish to yield me thus to grant thy heart's desire and nothing loath i worse if thou wouldst only work as well as want see now i will not yet be all denial but offer thee one last determining trial and let it be a mutual covenant this box and in her hands she took a pyx square cut of dark obsidian's rarest green take and therewith beyond tartarian sticks go thou and entering hades house obscene say to persophone if tis thy will to show me so much favour prithee fill this little vase with beauty for love's queen she begs but what shall well overlast a day for of her own was much of late outspent in nursing of her son in bed who lay wounded by me who for the gift am sent then bring me what she gives and with all speed 
for truth to say i stand thou seest in need of some such charm in my disparagement if thou return to me with that acquist having thyself the journey made i swear that day to give thee whatsoever thou list and be it my son now psyche wilt thou dare and psyche said if this thou truly mean i will go down to tartarus obscene and beg of hades queen thy beauty there show me the way that aphrodite said that mayst thou find yet i will place thee whence a way there is mortals have on it sped ay and returned thereby so let us hence then swift to earth her willing prey she bore and left her on the wide laconian shore alone at midnight in the darkness dense twas winter and as shivering psyche sat waiting for morn she questioned in her mind what place the goddess meant arrived whereat she might descend to hell or how should find the way which gods to living men deny no orpheus nay nor hercules am i said she to loosen where the great gods bind and when at length the long delaying dawn broke on the peaks of huge taegetes and psyche through the skirts of dark withdrawn looked on that promontory mountainous and saw high-crested taliton in snow her heart sank and she wept with head bent low the malice of her foe dispiteous and seeing near at hand an ancient tower deserted now but once a hold of men she came thereto and though twas all her power mounted its steep unbroken stair again surely she said for now a second time she thought to die this little height i climb will prove my shortest road to pluto's den here must i come to tartarus once there turn as i may and straight to death had sprung and in the mossy tower the imprisoned air was shaken and the hoary stones gave tongue stand firm stand firm that rugged voice outcried of such as choose despondency for guide hast thou not heard what bitterest fate is sung hearken for i the road and means can teach how thou mayst come to hell and yet escape and first must thou that upper gate to reach along these sea-girt hills thy journey shape to where the land in sea dips furthest south at taenerus and hades earthly mouth hard by poseidon's temple at the cape thereby may one descend but they that make that passage down must go provided well so take in either hand a honey-cake of pearled barley mixed and hydromel and in thy mouth two doits first having bound the picks beneath thy robe enwrapped around thus set thou forth and mark what more i tell when thou hast gone alone some half thy road thou wilt overtake a lame outwearied ass and one that beats him tottering neath his load of logs and beats in vain will cry alas help me kind friend my faggots to adjust but thou that silly cripple's words mistrust tis planted for thy death note it and pass and when thy road the stygian river joins where woolly sharon ferries over the dead he will demand his fare one of thy coins force with thy tongue between thy teeth thy head offering instead of hand to give the doit his fingers in this custom are adroit and thine must not set down the barley bread then in his crazy bark as ferrying over the stream thou sittest one that seems to float rather than swim midway twixt shore and shore 
will stretch his fleshless hand upon the boat and beg thee of thy pity take him in shut thy soft ear unto his clamour thin nor for a phantom deed thyself devote next on the further bank when thou art stepped three wizened women weaving at the wooth will stop and pray thee in their art adept to free their tangled threads hold thou aloof for this and other traps thy foe hath planned to make thee drop the cakes from out thy hand putting thy prudence to perpetual proof for by one cake thou comest into hell and by one cake departest since the hound that guards the gate is ever pleased well to taste man's meal or sweetened grain unground cast him a cake for that thou mayst go free even to the mansion of persophone without more stay or peril safe and sound she will receive thee kindly thou decline her courtesies and make the floor thy seat refusing what is offered food or wine save only beg a crust of bread to eat then tell thy mission and her present take which when thou hast set forth with picks and cake one in each hand while yet thou mayst retreat giving thy second cake to cerberus the coin to sharon and that way whereby thou camest following thou comest thus to see again the starry choir on high but guard thou well the picks nor once uplift the lid to look on persephassa's gift else tis in vain i bid thee now not die then psyche thanked the tower and stooped her mouth to kiss the stones upon his rampart hoary and coming down his stair went hasting south along the steep terranean promontory and found the cave and temple by the cape and took the cakes and coins and made escape beneath the earth according to his story and overtook the ass but lent no aid and offered sharon with her teeth his fee and passed the floating ghost in vain who prayed and turned her back upon the weavers three and threw the honey cake to that hell-hound three-headed cerberus and safe and sound came to the mansion of persophone kindly received she courtesy declined sat on the ground ate not save where she lay a crust of bread revealed the goddess mind the gift took and returned upon her way gave cerberus his cake sharon his fare and saw through hell's mouth to the purple air and one by one the keen stars melt in day a while from so long journeying in the shades resting at tainoris she came to know how up the eastern coast some forty states there stood a temple of her goddess foe there would she make her offering there reclaim the prize which now twas happiness to name the joy that should redeem or passed woe and wending by the sunny shore at noon she with her picks and wondering what it hid of what kind what the fashion of the boon could be that she to look on was forbid alas for innocence so hard to teach at fancy's prick she sat her on the beach and to content desire lifted the lid she saw within nothing but over her sight that looked on nothing gan a darkness creep a cloudy poison mixed of stygian night wrapped her to deadly and infernal sleep backward she fell like one when all is over and lay outstretched as lies upon the shore a drowned corpse cast up by the murmuring deep end of part eleven recorded by nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com